turn to, Ricky's going to put it up for me, Revelations 2.18. Okay, before we get into the word, I got a story. All right? Um, it's story time. Okay. Well, first of all, the question today is who are you? All right? I'm asking each and every one of you to ask yourself that. Who am I? Who am I really? And I know if somebody were to ask you today, you could say, you know, I'm a student. I'm a worship leader. I'm a, I do the cafe Sundays. You know, I love doing it. I'm a son. I'm a daughter. I'm a mother. I'm a father. Police officer. I'm a nurse. All right? I'm a nanny. Um, see, that's, that's who you are on the outside. That's what the world knows you, knows you as. But today, I'm asking you, who are you on the inside? All right, who are you when no one else is looking, when no one is around? All right, because that's really who you are. See, the person that we portray to be when we come to church and we're around family and friends, that's not really who we are. You know, like, so what I'm saying is, if you're grouchy and you're always mad and tired and complaining when you're by yourself, you know, man, I've got to go to church again and I've been there all day. You know, it's like, man, that's really your heart. All right? If you're happy all the time and you're praising the Lord and you're just singing songs, you know, you got a big smile, that's who you are. And I'm not saying we don't have bad days. We all have our bad days. Ladies, you know we have our bad days. Like, <laughs> like yesterday, I promise you, I was having, I had so much junk to do. Not junk. It was important stuff, but I, I just, I'm very bad with getting things done on time. I was laughing and crying at the same time. I, it's like I couldn't decide which one I wanted to do. And it was like I really wanted to burst out in laughter, but I really wanted to cry. And it was just terrible. And, ladies, we are very confusing like that. But that's not what I'm talking about. You know, I'm talking about who you are all the time, you know, like 95% of the time. You understand? If you're complaining, if you're grouchy, that's really who you are. And the person that you portray to be when you're around others, you know, that's, that's not who you are, really. And God is not looking at who you are when you come, you know, to Sunday morning church all nice and cute. God's looking at who you are when you're at home all alone. When you're faced with, with the de- decisions to make and nobody else is going to know, you know, what the outcome of that. And that's where my story comes in. My sister and I, a couple weeks ago, or a week ago, were asked to do somebody a favor. And this person, we love this person. We hold them very near and dear to our heart. And um, she asked us to, I, I would do anything for this person. I would die for this person. She asked us to, to sign a letter stating that we supported her um, so that she could take that letter to the hospital and not have to pay for her medical bills. Now, if you guys know, medical bills are very, very expensive, all right? And this person isn't working right now or she doesn't have very big income, and she's been sick lately, so she's been going to the hospital. And she said, well, she asked my sister, can you sign it? You know? And my sister was like, man, you know, she asked me if I can do this, and I don't know if I should. And then immediately, because if you guys knew who this was, you, um, so you were just like, okay. Like, I would have, I was like, excuse me. Well, do it. <laughs> you know? And, and I really had to check myself. My sister and I, like, we were just, like, silent for that, like, a moment, and, and that was wrong of me, you know, to say that. We thought about it, and, you know, what we talked about is, like, man, those are the, the little things are what matter in the eyes of God, you know, things like that. That's our integrity that we have to uphold right there, and you know what? I really, really wish 
I could have done something for this person. But in the end, I couldn't because that would have been me putting my, my relationship with God. I would have been testing. I would have been doing something bad. I would have been convicted in the end because I would have been lying. In the end, we didn't end up doing it. We didn't go through with it because we, we were going to feel convicted, and it was just wrong. And we just left it up to God. We said, you know what, God, we're not going to do this. We're going to trust that you can take care of these bills, that, it's, you know, this person, I know that our decision spoke more to this person than us just going ahead and signing it. You know, it spoke so much more to her. And that's what we're talking about. Is, that's what I'm talking about is who are you when no one else is looking? Like, we could have easily signed that. Nobody would have known, you know? Like, our pastors, our leaders, my, my, our peers, you guys would have never known. Like, it's just little things like that. But who are you when no one else is looking? Who are you when you're in front of the TV late at night? When you're in front of the Internet, you know, on MySpace, when your coworkers are coming, when you're gossiping, when you're at school, you know, who are you when sin, when temptation comes your way? Who are you when you feel the Holy Spirit telling you, you know, when you're at work, when you're at the grocery store, go witness to that person? Who are you? Do you go through with that? Or do you only witness and evangelize when you're around other people? And that's who we're talking about today. God is searching, and we're going to turn, we're going to look at Revelations 2.18, okay? To the angel of the church, how do you say that? Thyatira? These are the words of the Son of God, whose eyes are like blazing fire and whose feet are like burnished bronze. I know your deeds, your love and faith, your service and perseverance. And that you are now doing more than you did at first. Amen. We're doing good so far, right? Nevertheless, I have this against you. You tolerate that woman Jezebel, who calls herself a prophetess. By her teaching, she misleads my servants into sexual immorality and the eating of food sacrificed to idols. I have given her time to repent of her immorality, but she is unwilling. So I will cast her on a bed of suffering, and I will make those who commit adultery with her suffer intensely. Unless they repent of her ways, I will strike her children dead. Then all the churches will know that I am he who searches hearts and minds, and I will repay each of you according to your deeds. All right? So here we go. We're doing all our good. We love God. We're faithful. Our acts, our deeds. We love, this is who we are here. We are doing it for God. But you'd nevertheless there's something wrong. This, we accept this. We, we, we may not be accepting this thing right here, but our generation, us, we're accepting other things. We can easily accept laziness. Nevertheless, we are lazy. Nevertheless, we are scared. We fear. We're cowards when we're not here. The person we pretend to be here on a Sunday morning or a Friday night, nevertheless, this is not what God wants us to be. You know, this act, a show, it's not... It's not for God. You know what I'm saying? God is searching, and he's looking deep within. He's, lurk, he's looking, and he's looking. Who are you when you're at home? And you, God is telling you, pray, worship, all right? When we're here on a Sunday morning, worship can easily be about us, easily. Women, you know what? what I'm, uh, this is good. This is good stuff, all right? When we come to church, you know that's where we want to find our man, right? You know? And that's where we're looking. We're not going to go to the streets. We're not going to go to the clubs, right? And men, you want to find a godly woman, all right? So when you come to church, you want to see if this woman's on it, right? You want to see how she loves God. Worship can easily turn 
from God to yourself to somebody else. You know, you might open your eye a little bit every now and then. You're like, man, look at the way he worships. That's just beautiful. And, you know, that is just, it can easily be about ourselves. If you know what I'm talking about, say amen. Because that, it can so be true. Prayer can be about ourselves, you know. Like, how do you pray when you're at home? And how do you pray when you're here at church? You know what I'm saying? Like, we can spend hours here, but how many hours are you spending when you're at home all by yourself? God is searching, and he's searching you. And like we talked this morning, God is going to prune you. And he's searching. He, hurt, he searches your heart, and he searches your mind. What are we thinking about? What are we focusing on? Where is it at? He is searching us. God loves us so much, he's going to continue to search and search and search until he purifies you, until it's all gone, until it's all about him. He notices the things that you're doing. Yes, you're doing good, right? You just started, but you know what? There's more. Nevertheless, and if you're in this place and you're struggling with certain things, God wants that out of you. If you're struggling, when the temptation comes your way, men or women, pornography, do you understand? When, you know, lust, when that comes your way, what are you doing? Nobody else is looking. Nobody else is in that room with you, right? When your friends come and say, hey, come, come to the bar. Come on, you don't have to drink. You can just chill and hang out with us. Come, nobody else is looking. Nobody else will ever find out. But you know who knows? God knows, and he is searching, and he is searching. And we may wonder why God does not use us sometimes, but we have to know that the little things matter to God, the little things. And so we're going to turn to one last scripture, Psalms 139. He's searching. He is searching. You all there? I'll read it up here. (laughs) Oh, Lord, you have searched me and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You, You are familiar with all my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you know it completely, O Lord. You hem me in, behind, and before. You have laid your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me to attain, too lofty. Too wonderful for me, too lofty for me to attain. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me and the light become night around me, even the darkness will not be dark to you. The night will shine like the day, for darkness is as light light to you. For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place. When I was woven together in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. How precious to me are your thoughts, O God. How vast is the sum of them. Were I to count them, they would outnumber the grains of sand. When I awake you, when I awake, I am still with you. If only you would slay the wicked, O God. Away from me, you bloodthirsty men. Okay, we're going to stop right there. That is a beautiful, beautiful psalm, isn't it? God knows us. Who are we to think that we could hide anything from him? You cannot hide one thought. He knows it way before it's even there. You cannot hide it. 
That's the person who you are on the inside. And if you try to portray something else here or around anywhere else, you're just going to go downhill because God knows you. He knows your intentions. He knows your ways. We are all wicked, and we all need him. And, yes, we may be nasty, busted, and disgusted when we come to Jesus, but he can clean you up, and he can change that. And if you're here and you suffer from depression and sadness and sin and temptation, he can clean you up. He wants you, and he desires you. He is searching, though. You better believe that. He is searching. So if there's something that you are hiding, that you're holding back, and none of us here may have a clue, you need to let go of that. You need to reveal it to someone else. You need to confess it and just get rid of it because the Lord is searching, and he's going to search your heart. And you know what? He's going to let it be known. You know, you may have a position, you know, at a church. You may be like, okay, I'm all good, you know, and, and it's fine. But God will reveal it. I promise you I'm 100 percent sure that God will reveal sin every single time every single time so if you think you're good and you're hiding and you can be one person when you're really another person let me tell you God is watching and you don't mess with him and you don't mess with his church and you don't mess with anything else that has to do with him he will reveal it so my advice to you is confess your sins to one another because the Lord God Almighty is searching he is searching your heart and he wants to uproot those things before it turns into sin. So today...